0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 37 of The Caesar Show. Back at it again. Um, I feel like it's been a while. Um, Just to recap and let you guys know, I've been kind of sick a little bit. I feel like my throat has been bothering me a little bit. So actually this Thursday, I'm going to head to the doctor and see what's good with it. Because I was trying to record an episode last week, but... I literally had to call out of work, like, I could barely talk, and I just felt terrible. But I'm back at it again, and, you know, I'm going to give you guys another exciting episode. But just to recap you guys on episode 36... I have my boy Kevon, who's a video editor up in d c um, area and he and we were just talking about Caleb's extension, uh, Mellow to Houston, Danny Green's you know inside the Green Room podcast, which is really dope. you guys should definitely check that out team USA mini camp um, and then there was just so much things that happened. Um, I remember we were talking about c J McCullough's podcast pull up when Katie was just roasting them talking about you not going no chip or nothing like that um, so it was pretty dope um, but I think this week's episode is gonna be pretty dope as well too. This week we got my boy AJ, uh, comedian, you know, genius, you know, I think he's going to go far in life if he just puts his mind to it. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome AJ. What's going on everybody, it's uh, AJ
1: Holiday here. Proud to be on the show, man, it's going to have a good time, a senior here at VCU studying business administration, just here to talk about the things that's going on in the life of the NBA.
0: Hopefully it's a good show. Hopefully I'm here to make it a good one. I think it's gonna be good, man. I feel like I tried to get you on like months ago, but we just never had had a good scheduling. But we finally got that down. It's pretty dope. And I remember, I think I've played either with you or against you back in the good old days at Cary Street Gym. Um, and I just remember who's this quick ass dude that just be getting buckets. Um, so that's where I remember you at. And I just remember whenever like I would be sitting down, be getting ready to like play or whatever, you always be cracking jokes and whatnot. And come to find out, I'm on your page, and you're making a lot of these, like, little quick little videos, so um, that shit's pretty funny, man. I was actually um, showing one of my boys that joint last week, so I think you should keep that up, and I think it's I think if you, you know, put your mind to it and, uh, you know, just come up with even more content, I think you can be on to something, man. I
1: appreciate it. I'm just trying to find my way out, whichever way it is. Yeah. The videos have been good. Everything's been good. I'm just trying to develop
0: and expand more, just... Outreach more people, man. It's it's been good though. Yeah. Outreach is everything, man. Time, energy, and effort. Just put that work in and you're gonna get rewarded. It may not be now, but if you be consistent and you keep doing it out of your passion, you're gonna be good. So, I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So any without further ado, let's get into these week's topics. Uh the first thing I wanna talk about is Dwight Howard. Um, <laughs> This dude, Dwight's a clown. Um, so apparently his agent or his trainer, I think it was his trainer. His trainer came out of nowhere last week and said that Dwight, as far as his role with the Wizards, he wants to evolve his game into an Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant type of player. Now, let's start with the, with the facts with Dwight. Dwight's 32 right now. Um, you know, he's had a historic, you know, run, I think, was it, oh, t- 2010? Yeah. 2000, no, 2009. 2009. When he went to the finals, he carried his team to the finals when he had, like, Ido Turkaloo, Rashard, Lewis, who was it, Jameer Nelson. He I had mean, quality players. He though. had quality yeah. players. Um, it, was a, it was a solid team. It was a solid team. I feel like around that time, he was good because there weren't that many bigs as we have now. So... He got away with a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. Um, but aside from that, you know, he's eight-time All-Star, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, um, slam dunk champion. I remember he put the whole Superman cape on and whatnot. Put on the uh, show. Put, put on the show. show. He put on a show for our age. We were like, wow. Like I looked we, up to him. Looked up to a him. a little bit. Um, but I just feel like ever since he left Orlando. Um, Obviously, he had some back injuries. I I heard he had like a bad back, a torn shoulder when he was with the Lakers. And he really was supposed to sit out the whole season. Um, But he just wanted to prove that he could still play at a high level. Um, And at the end of the day, I don't think you should, you know, try to please people. I think you should just really stick to uh, who you are as a person. You got to focus on yourself. Um, But ever since then, I feel like his career kind of took... A little dip. Um, You know, he's been on what? He's been on Orlando. He's been on the Lakers. He's been on Houston. He's been on Brooklyn. He's now on the Magic. And then he was was with the Hornets. With Hornets. And then he was with the Hawks. The the seven teams. Um, So, I just think now, I mean, like, he's still a, a presence on the defensive end. And I feel like he can, if need be, on that pick and roll. I think he can switch. Um, so, I think with what John Wong and Bradley Beal and that team needs, I think he's good. That's definitely an upgrade from Marcel and Gortat. But to say he wants to evolve his game into 80 and KD, I think dude, it's too late. I think it's too late. Like I said, you're 32 years old. Like, you haven't even tried to adjust your game on a yearly basis. You still can't make free throws. You don't even have a go to move. I guess you can say his hook shots kind of a go to move. Kind of,
1: yeah. He can't
0: shoot. Like, I don't know. Like, like, how do you feel about these comments right here? I think
1: it's a little bit too late just to evolve from where he was at. He came in as, I guess what we would call an old school big man who would body somebody, and he had the size and the strength for it. Mm-hmm. But evolution of the game is coming, and now he's trying to change. Yeah. He probably is probably, I would say, like a year too late. Yeah. If he started maybe when he was with, say, Houston, and mm-hmm. he just expanded that team that they had with James Harden and everything, he might have a chance, and he would show something, for his career, but now he's kind of on the tail end. His name still rings presence, but not like it used to. So I just think right now it's it's kind of a dud for him. (laughs) I mean, you always want to see somebody improve, and it's nice to hear somebody say they want to just expand what they're doing and elevate. But at this point in time, at 32, like you said, it's kind of the tail end for my man.
0: Yeah, and that just makes me think and makes me ponder, like, do you think, like, not even do you think, like, why, yeah, why do you think that, players don't expand their game each year, is it because they're already athletically gifted? Um, is it that they have a weak mindset? Or is it just like they listen to whatever, whoever they're training with or whatever, like the coaching staff asks of them as a team? Like I feel like, for example, I feel like a Danny Green we know you're a good two-way player, 3 and D, but I feel like all these years you could have worked on your handles. You know what I'm saying? You could have worked on different things apart, like to expand your game. Why do you feel like players like a Dwight Howard haven't made that dip each year um, going upwards?
1: I think uh, I heard Eric Thomas say this one time. He met with a bunch of football players and he realized this was like their childhood dream. None of them really thought to say they wanted to be the greatest. Their dream was, I want to make it to the NBA mm-hmm. or to the NFL. And once they got there, you kind of start settling. So like some people, even if you want to say, for instance, you get to college, that's the dream for most parents for their kids to get there. And now it's like you didn't dream of, oh, I want to make Dean's list. Oh, I wanna be, I wanna be the best in the school. So <laughs> same thing when it comes to basketball. You know, you would say, Oh, I wanna be the best at what I'm doing. And that's how some people expand. But some once they make it, is just let me hold what I got because this was the only dream I had. And it comes to the weak mind where you
0: have to expand and say you want more rather than just holding what you got. So more of the story is complacency is not the option. Always expand your mind and always just try to do better and get better in everything you want to do. Um, But we'll see what Dwight. uh, Before I even wrap up and go into the next segment... How do you feel like how you feel he's gonna do, you know, this year? How do you feel like the Wizards are gonna do what place you think they're gonna be in? And I think last year he averaged like 16 and 12, which was a pretty damn good year for him. That's, um, that's solid numbers. That's solid numbers for a center nowadays, yeah. too. And he's not like the hybrid center. So for him to do that and he improved his free throw, uh, the Wizards might be okay. How do you feel about that?
1: I think they got a chance with LeBron out. Everybody, it's kind of a new, a new east. Once LeBron's out, everybody has a chance. Uh, Washington took a good step picking them up and Austin Rivers to try and pick that team up with John Wall, and Jeff, Bill, Green. and Jeff Green. I mean, you're, you're picking pieces up now that can set and run the table if you try to. Mm. Uh, Boston's going to be good. You got Toronto who's still going to be there. But you still you got Philly now, a young team in there. I'd say they're still top four, maybe slide five, just depend on the the chemistry. That's what's going to come down to it now because you got good pieces you just got to get them to have the chemistry to go together.
0: Yeah, chemistry is very, very key, and a thing that a lot of people like to I mean, like pin against the white is he's a cancer in the locker room. Yeah. Hopefully, at this time, you're kind of thinking like, dude, I'm tired of being traveling from team to team. Like, I want some consistency. I want some longevity. So, hopefully, he can put his ego aside, and maybe you know John Wall and Bradley Beal can bring the best out of him. Because I feel like, as far as a backcourt, I feel like this is going to be the best backcourt that Dwight Howard's played with. And yeah. as far as a big man, I feel like this is gonna be the big best big man that John Walls played with. So All you need is a year to get it together. That's it. So we'll definitely see and you in the East. So Exactly. Anything can happen in the anything East. Anything can happen in the East, man. So that's crazy. Um some other broke some another news broke. Um D-Wade, so this whole summer, everyone was just thinking about, yo, what's D-Wade going to do? Is he going to go to China and sign his three-year $25 million deal? Obviously, he has a, um, I think he has a sneaker deal with China, so yeah. it just makes sense for him to go there to expand his brand. So um, he seriously thought about it. But at the end of the day, like just thinking about that, you're 36 years old, you got kids, you got a beautiful wife, Like, why would you even go over there? That's just going to cause conflict. You want to be around your kids, especially now, his boy, isn't his boy in high school now, right? Yeah. It's, prime, yeah. Time it's prime time for his boy. So I didn't really think he was gonna go to China, but the thought of it was kind of exciting. Um, but he told he told us that uh, this is his last hoorah, man, and and it's gonna be crazy, man. D Wade was one of the best to do it. Um, I think he was the third best shooting guard of all time behind Kobe and um, MJ. Um, but just to recap his career, this dude was a three time NBA champion. Let's not forget uh, in 06 when he went ham. <laughs> I think he like aside from LeBron's latest you know endeavors with his finals appearances yeah. putting up those crazy numbers. I feel like D Wade probably had the best um, finals you know stretch, probably in the history. I think he averaged like thirty five, six and six or some shit like he that. Had, he had a great run. That and, was a good. That was a good finals. Yeah, and it was crazy because they were down oh two, and they just won four straight. And I don't know how he did it. I, I just remember at that point in time, I think we were in like, what well, we were in six, seven, six, we in, 6th, 7th? We in middle yeah. school? Yeah, middle school. I was uh, real young. Went, yeah, we must have been in middle school. Like, he he was, for that time being, he was my Michael Jordan. And I really thought that he was unbeatable. Um, I think if he never hurt his shoulder and if Shaq never got hurt, they could have probably went to the finals again. Um, But how do you feel about, uh, you know, d legacy? What do you think he means for the NBA? A, a serious underrated guard. And I think it's just because the teams that
1: he's had, when they won, he took, he took uh, I would say, a manly role in the backseat for the team, yeah. which a lot of people don't do. So it's, it's backfiring against him, I guess, in his legacy. Yeah. But at, when the end-all be-all, when we get to replay his career and just look back at everything, probably this season the same way that we did with Kobe when it was his last go-round, we'll just get to appreciate everything he's done, uh, the time that we've seen from the flash days to – When he went to Cleveland to come back to Miami, like you just really appreciate what he's done for everybody. You get that chance to just appreciate, I guess, is the word that we're looking for for today. Just honor everything that he's given us. Because it's so much that us kids, we saw, like you said, he was a Michael Jordan to us Mm -hmm. when we were younger. It's good to see at the end when you can be
0: able to just look back and appreciate everything. It's real nice to see. I like it. For sure. So my other question is... It seems I think I think Kobe started right with the whole farewell farewell tour, yeah. so I think if you play let's so let's play let's say if you win the west and obviously if and he's in the east right now, so they play the west one time at home, one time away, so I guess if they go to the opposing team, then they get the whole farewell tour. How do you feel about the whole farewell tour um I feel like for.
1: People that is needed for. I don't think everybody should have a farewell tour. <laughs> I
0: think Isaiah Thomas is trying yeah. to have like a tribute. And I was like, what are
1: you talking you, about? You bro? don't need it. You, I mean, <laughs> as much as you did, it wasn't enough. Yeah. But with Dwayne Wade, with a historical career that he's had, uh, what we would like to say, I guess, potential Hall of Famers that we know are like first ballot. Yeah. Those are the guys that should get the farewell tour. They've put on so many shows for this uh, association and for the NBA that... When they go to these other towns, it's
0: only right that we give them a last hoorah, a last goodbye. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. And another thing that's really not about basketball, but since we're talking about D-Way anyways, <laughs> Gabrielle Union posted a picture on Instagram the other day. <laughs> and D-Way's former teammate from the Bulls, Jimmy Butler, commented, what do you say? Well, damn. Well, damn. With exclamation points. points, all caps. <laughs> crazy. So social media went crazy, and they're like, "Yo, are like, are they still boys? Like, 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 what are you doing, bro?" And I think D-Wade responded back again. Right? What yeah, do you he say? He said, if you ever put all caps on my wife picture again, you gonna
1: figure out what "well damn" would mean, something like that. But it's crazy.
0: <laughs> Yo, Jimmy Buzz is sick, dude. I don't even know if that was a joke or not, but that's disrespectful as hell. Like. I don't want none of my boys saying that to my, one of my like to my shorty or whatever any anytime any given time. Like, how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, even <laughs> even if we are not boys, it just it makes no sense for you to do it on the IG, mm-hmm. Twitter, any social media platform, and for you guys to be former <laughs> teammates at one point, and then you go back and do this. A lot of disrespect in there. Yeah, you can't be like Derrick Fisher and Matt
0: Barnes, man.
1: We don't need any more of that.
0: No, we, no we don't want no one <laughs> dropping 30 hours, man. Like, like, come it's on not that, that deep at this point. Go- that- There's a lot
1: of shorties that Jimmy Butler can get. You don't
0: need to go again. And, and that's here. what, like, this is going on a little off topic. That's why I'll be saying, like, with this entertainment realm, these famous people, why is it that they all got to mess with the same people? Why can't they just. You can find anyone else, like you just said. It just doesn't a make big sense. big circle in there. I don't, I don't know
1: because I'm not in it, but yeah. I'll come back and let you know
0: if I get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely figure out <laughs> yeah. one day, man. Um Ben Simmons, he came out the other day, actually. He was saying, I have a quote from him. He said, we've got to get past Boston. Uh Those are the guys at the top right now. So beating Boston, well, beating them, that's our next goal. Um, do you think they have enough to beat Boston um, and what do you think Ben Simmons has to do? Because my biggest knock on him is his jump shot. That's what everyone feels like. Um, And I feel like if he can't at least have them respect his jump shot this year then they're going to get out the second round again, like, easily. How, how do you feel about those comments? Do you think they have a legit chance to actually compete with Boston this year? And do you think they're disrespecting other teams, like we talked about with the Toronto, who added the second, one of the arguably top three best player in the whole, you know, NBA? And then you got a rising Indiana. You have the Greek freak on the rise, too. So do you think he's slighting these teams, or do you think Boston is really the team that they should be concerned about since they did knock them out?
1: I think with Boston going to the Eastern Conference Finals, playing against LeBron, that's basically what we're saying is going to be the next team up. Mm-hmm. So it it's right to say, but at the same time, I think you should just be focusing on what you can control. And the same way that happened last year with Houston, and they're basically saying they got eyes on Golden State, that kind of just fuels the fire for Boston to just say, well, when you play it, we're going to make sure that you understand that we're at the top. Mm-hmm. So if the, I would say, in my perspective from Ben Simmons, I would just say we're trying to focus on being the best team that we can be, and whoever's in front of us mm-hmm. will do what we need to do. But singling out one team kind of go backfires against you in the end because they know that they're going to give you their best once y'all match up.
0: Yeah. A um, couple questions for you. We're just going to stay on Philly for a little bit. Do you think that Ben Simmons is going to come with you know an improved jump shot, and do you think he should switch hands?
1: <laughs> Switching hands is a hard one. Improved jump shot... Like we were saying at the very beginning, if you want to expand your game and keep doing it, he's the young. This will be the time where, I mean, this is your job. So. It's
0: your job. <laughs> it's your job. But
1: you have nothing else to do over the summer. I'll be putting nothing but jump shots up. We know you got the floater. We know you can get to the rack whenever. You got good vision. Let's take another step. If you want to be great, like you say you want to be, the jump shot is where you need to improve at. And
0: hopefully we'll see it coming season time. For sure, for sure. Now, just going back to Boston too, um, a lot of people are on this Boston bandwagon and I am too um, because I just feel like with all that talent they got, you know, you got Gordon Hayward coming back, Kyrie coming back. You saw that Tay Rozier is a formidable starter if needed. Jason Tatum is on the rise. I think he's like a a good mix of the Mamba mix with Paul Pierce, which I like a lot. Um, you got Jalen Brown, who's been working out with T-Mac this off season too. Al Horford is Al Horford. Um, and they got Marcus Smart, who they signed back too. So they got a lot of pieces to work with. Do you think that they are the team to beat in the East? Do you think that because they have too much talent and there may be egos over there, do you think that may be a problem moving forward? Like, How, how do you feel about Boston this year?
1: I feel like they are the team to beat. It sounds... On paper, like they can go to the championship and win. Mm-hmm. But like you said, egos aside, they got to find a way to make it all work. Now you're going to have Gordon Hayward back, who was out in the first game of the season. So you don't know how he gels with everybody. With Kyrie, he went out at the end. So you don't know when it comes playoff time, how do you work him, Terry, and Marcus in mm-hmm. so everybody can give their piece to the puzzle. But yeah, when it comes down to it, on paper, they're, they're stacked, they're loaded. They've been there before, so they know what they need to do. And in the end, they're probably hungry to get a championship. You've had this run of building this team up for years on end. Once Paul Pierce left, you had years you're lottery draft picks and you're picking top three all the time. So Mm -hmm. to have this talent and everything available to you right now, you wanted to make it work soon because who knows where Kyrie's going to be next year and then pieces start falling once it's not working, as we've seen with Toronto. You had the team. You had coach of the year, but you just couldn't get it done. So now everybody's gone.
0: LeBron like, Bron left. like I'd be like, all right, we we had the best record in the East. We, we had the second best record in the whole NBA, 59 wins. LeBron left. That was the biggest Achilles heel for them. So why not try it one more year, then blow it up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wonder what was going on
1: with management at the time because- They panicked. Yeah. They panicked big time. <laughs> and I mean, sometimes patience is a virtue. You just got to- hold out for just one second. And if they did that, we
0: might be talking a different story. We definitely will be talking a different story because I would, I would probably have Toronto going up, going up against Boston in the Conference Finals, to be honest. But we're going to see what's good with Philly. Who do you think should be the starting five uh, for Boston moving forward? Like, if you were the coach right now and it was opening season, opening game or whatever, the first game, who do you have starting? I would go put Kyrie
1: in, no, Kyrie the
0: one Gordon at the two, or just Gordon? Are you just naming five in general? Yeah, I'm just naming five, okay. and then
1: we can place them out. Okay. Uh, Tatum, Horford, and Jalen Brown. I think that that's a small roster, but with what you have coming back, I think there's a way to make it work, especially with small ball that's happening that we've yeah. seen with Golden State and everything. You have Kyrie, who can get a bucket whenever, Jason Tatum who's really getting a bucket whenever as well. And he's so young, he's probably trying to just get acclimated with everything in the system. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward comes back. It's it, sound, it sounds good on paper, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would be thinking going in.
0: Yeah, like you definitely have to start Gordon Hayward because that was your max play you signed last year. So that's a given. He's Paying gonna all start. that money, yeah, yeah, you're starting. You're not going to be getting paid that much money just to be on the bench unless they... Fuck around and trade him. With Danny, with Danny Ainge, you never know. He's actually a sick GM, but yeah. I respect him too, because if I was a GM and I had a chance to get Kyrie for our damaged goods, would I say Thomas? I would have did that shit yeah. in a heartbeat. Um I would probably do the same, but I think I would probably demote Jalen Brown to the bench just okay. so he can work with that second unit with Rozier and Marcus Smart. And I would keep Morris in at the four because I Forgot need – Forgot about Morris. Yeah, I need rebounding. Yeah. I need rebounding.
1: That sounds that sounds way better. Yeah. And so. then with that second unit coming in, they ran the playoffs. So, I mean, that's basically like
0: another starting team that you got coming off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. So, who do you think is going to be like the the first and second option? You think it's still Kyrie's team? That's tough. Or are they like a Spurs where it's, everyone gets the ball? Like, you, Obviously, you have your go-to player, but like – How do you you think that's going to pan out? You want the best-case
1: scenario for everybody to be like the Spurs because that's just team basketball at a high level. Mm -hmm. But with the type of game that Kyrie has, he's more of a ball-dominant player. Now, if Kyrie was out, you have Terry. Definitely, I would say a Spurs-type offense going in or Marcus Smart because as well as they can get their buckets, they're more uh, acclimated to playing team ball. But with Kyrie, it's kind of let him get his and then he can open it up for everything else cuz not one man can stop Kyrie. You don't have to double team which brings open or works in your offense whatever offense you want to put into it. So you kind of revolve
0: the game around Kyrie and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I I definitely agree with you. So um do you think you, you think they're definitely the biggest threat to the Warriors? I said we're going to get into Boogie Cousins pretty soon, but I I was like, yo, if Boogie Cousins wasn't added to the roster of the Warriors, I really think Boston can mess around and beat them this year.
1: That, and I mean, it sounds really good. I mean, the way they played, and then you know LeBron more than likely is not getting out of the West with all the teams that's going on. No. Yeah, it's, it's very reasonable. It sounds right. You got Jason Tatum. They, could, they match up very well against Golden State.
0: Match up very well. And with with Steph, to beat the Warriors too, I think Houston kind of laid out that formula. Make them go ISO. Make them go ISO, and you have to have the, the length and athleticism to match them on the defensive end, too. Now they have scores like a Kyrie Irving, like a Jason Tatum, like a Gordon Hayward that all can give you buckets, and you got Al Hofer who can stretch the floor, too. So I think that would have been a great matchup. And the thing is, too, when you have Kyrie, you're making Steph Curry work. When Steph Curry works and has to actually play defense, he's – He's still going to be effective on offense, but he's going to actually have to work to get his buckets, and he's going to be a little tired. Um, so, I mean, we're definitely going to see. Uh, it's going to be interesting, but it kind of sucks. You know, like you said, Kyrie got hurt towards the end of the year, and he's looking at his team, cheering him on. He didn't even show for Game 7, and it just sucks that he was such the cornerstone of this franchise once Isaiah Times got traded. For that team to go, you know, seven games against LeBron, basically one game away for the finals, I know he's got to be feeling like, damn, do these teams really need me? Well, he kind of proved that they did sort of need him to get over the hump. Yeah. But like, how do you think he's feeling about that? And then there's also rumors that he's trying to team up with Jimmy Butler and, let's say, go to the New York market and team up with like Porzingis and, and Katie or some shit like that.
1: I think when you start to realize what you can do for yourself, you can just always improve what you can do. And then if you don't want to give into, because most of the stuff that we're talking about will probably be like a media type thing. Mm-hmm. And once you start getting into the media, that messes up your game all in all. So if he's just with his own camp, figuring out what he needs to do to help the team be better, help himself be better, he's probably just trying to make sure that they get back to the spot and even farther, get to the finals. That's the goal for everybody. That's what we're all trying to accomplish. But yeah, I, I mean, in the back of your mind, you're sitting there and you're watching him play, go seven games against LeBron. If you're on the court for one game, that could be the deciding factor.
0: Now, are we are we too overhyped with the Celtics? What they did last year? Because let's not forget, LeBron's team was washed. <laughs> like if LeBron, I think LeBron like still had like Kyrie and going up against that squad there, I think they would have easily won, probably like in five. That's very true. I think
1: the fact of LeBron
0: and then I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, you're good. The Celtics went seven games against um, the Bucks. They won yeah. seven games against the Bucks too. So, it kind of makes me think, like, are we overhyping them? But then again, they did lose Kyrie, and they didn't have Gordon Hayward, too. So, I don't know.
1: It's it's a lot of factors that play into that. Hopefully, yeah. they come out and prove that what they did last year wasn't a fluke. Even better. Hopefully, they don't go seven games with everybody. Mm-hmm. Maybe a sweep, maybe in five, just to prove that they mean business this year. They've shown improvement. But, yeah, with the Wash team and just LeBron, <laughs> it begs the question, like... Did we really do what we needed to do? Like, it's a lot. But then it also shows how great LeBron is.
0: Yeah, LeBron's one of the goats. Um, We can definitely talk about that another day. Uh, There was a video the other day. I think it was actually yesterday when DeMarcus Cousins was in the practice facility of the Warriors. And I think he made, like, 10 to whatever straight threes. And that junk was looking scary, man. Um, And that shit just makes me so sick. Like... Y'all already have the second best player in KD, two time MVP in Curry, one of the best shooting guards, shooters of all time in Clay Thompson. And then you got this two way player that's like basically a point forward in Draymond Green, who's a two time. Oh no, did he, did he finally win defensive player of the year this year? No, that's really no. Gobert. Bear, yeah, he ain't win yet, huh? No, Damn, he got slighted. Damn. Yeah. Um, but you got this dude in Draymond Green, and then you just have a Former Finals MVP in, in Livingston Not Livingston, Eagle Dollar And then you got Livingston too And then you got this other young talent coming up But this team is stacked And just to see Boogie shooting trays I know he's probably not going to be ready Prior to like Christmas or like January But like how you That's, feel? When you That's when you need him That's when you need him How do you feel about this move? How do you feel like like does how, how does this add to the Warriors? And do you think it's a foregone conclusion That they're going to go to the Finals?
1: In terms of business, I think it's great. In terms of uh, players getting to choose where they want to go, I think it's great. I think yeah. times have changed where everybody want to be on the team and make it and beat everybody, beat the best. Mm. I think now's the time where everybody's saying, let's just join and we can get what we need to do and then work from there. And it's, it's hindering the league because now you have so many markets that nobody wants to watch. You're only getting three, four primetime games a year because you only want to see certain select players, and they're all basically on three, four teams. But I think it's going to be tough. I think it's still foregone that they win again. <laughs> That's just sick. And even with the, the teams, and we can say Houston's back again, we can say Minnesota's got a good team. You got Jimmy, you got Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, they're still good, but you add Boogie. And now he potentially does a pick and pop instead of a pick and roll. That opens up so much with a three ball and you got a big man doing that and now he pump face goes to the rim. I mean, there's so much that just happens with him opening his game, which shows why Dwight Howard's trying to do his thing too because now there's just so much (laughs) that needs to be done. But, yeah, I think they go back and win it all. It might be tougher because now you got LeBron in the West and depending upon how they do in the regular season, you might catch LeBron – in the second round mm. rather than the finals or maybe in the first round and then that takes you seven, you catch a toll. But if they do what they've been doing, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't win the finals. Cause once you, if you make it out the West,
0: You're I don't Yeah. <laughs> the
1: East is not good enough to win the finals anytime soon. East is J V
0: Z man. But dude, that shit's so sick. Like you literally if you wanted to, you could play through boogie now. And you gotta be like, yo if I give it to him in a post, am I going to double team them and just let him get buckets on me? If you double team them, you got KD, Clay, and Steph right there. That's not fair, it's bro. It's like 40 for Boogie or everybody get 20. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's actually sick. So, I mean, we're going to see who you think their, their biggest threat is um, in the West. I would say Houston. Houston stacked back up. Even without Ariza and Bamute leaving, you get Melo
1: back? I think Melo is a key addition. Even though he's old, it's Mello. Melo knows yeah. the game well. And then being friends with Chris Paul, you acclimate him with James Harden. Mm-hmm. And they all have one goal. Mello's trying to get a chip. Chris Paul's trying to get a chip. James trying to get a chip. And they know who they have to go against. So it's going to be a good season. Mm-hmm. I think the storylines are really good. Uh, ESPN has a
0: tough task on them this year trying to keep everybody up. But it should be fun. Yeah, yeah. Houston's definitely going to be back up there. Um I like OKC a lot. Um, I feel like match-wise in the regular season, I think they played really well against Golden State. I think they split it 2-2. Um, and in two of the games that uh, they played against the Warriors, one was at home, one was on the road, they beat them by at least 20 points. Mm-hmm. And another one, they only lost about like six or seven points. So if you got Russ and if you got PG on the same page, and I think after a year under, under their belt together, and you don't have to worry about Melo catering to him, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna improve a lot of players. Wrong. I think they're gonna be a number three seed behind Houston. Um, and then you got the addition of Dennis Schroeder, who averaged. No one really knows. He averaged like nineteen points last year. Um, and then you got. Uh, I think Grant's gonna take another leap. He showed some glimpses last year. Yeah. Steven Adams is gonna continue to get better too as well. Um, Andre Roberson. A lot of people don't realize Andre Roberson got hurt last year. And before you got hurt, that's when OKC started making their stride. And OKC, I think they said they were top five in defensive defensive efficiency last year with Roberson on the floor. So when you have Roberson and PG guarding the wings with Russell Westbrook, and then you got Steven Adams in the in the, in the middle, that's going to be pretty crazy. And, I, and, I, and I like um, they signed Nerlens Noel, too. That's um, good. So they might Another be all right. Another big man. Another big man. And there's been rumors that Russ has been working on his uh, three-point three shot. I think more so his set shot. So it makes me think, is it going to be kind of like back in the day with OKC when James Harden ran point? Are they going to have Dennis Schroeder kind of run point and switch off with him and Russell Westbrook? How is that going to work? Because I don't feel like Russell Westbrook is the best decision maker when it comes to crunch times. So we'll definitely see how you feel about that. I think
1: that's the best move Mm -hmm. for them with Dennis Schroeder being a. I would say, a true point guard, yeah. and Westbrook's more like a two-way guard. Yeah, they just I don't think they had faith in any other point guard like they probably do right now with Schreuder Yeah, to yeah. give the ball to them and let Russ do what he normally does, hmm. just off-ball now, yeah. which will probably be a lot better for him. He can be able, if he's averaging triple-doubles within his hand, he can be more efficient, don't have to take every shot because he's bringing the ball up the court. Yeah, So it'll probably get everybody else involved. You get PG, more touches. And everybody is kind of running smoothly on the offensive side. And then with Roberson back, I mean, you have a good matchup on defense. Who knows? Who
0: knows? And then this just goes back to what we started talking about. Work on your game, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't – I expect I expect Roberson only to be focusing on his free throw and his corner three. Like, you can be a Bruce Bowen type of player. Do you think he's going to work on his thing? His three-point shot and his free throw, or you think he's going to be the same? I see it being the same. As much
1: as he probably will work work on it, there's times where I think some people just clam up when it's time. Like, you can work out and you can do all that, but when it comes to game time, you forget the workout and you kind of just revert back to what got you here. Yeah. And what got him here is defense and getting to the rack. Yeah, Somebody's going to leave him open and he's not going to remember how to shoot that thing. So,
0: Which is surprising because I think the last time they we were in the playoffs, he kind of played Actually, never when they when they they lost four one to Houston, I'm thinking of the year before when they were up three one against the Warriors, he was making some wild threes. Yeah, so he's he's liable to be consistent in the playoffs. We'll see, but like, like, dude, you got this is your job. You Work know what I'm saying? Grass, we know man. what else you can do. Just go ahead and retool that. Even if you got you got all this money too, like you can hire a shooting coach, or maybe or maybe just some people just don't have it. Some, yeah, that,
1: that it factor, I would Some say. you don't have. You don't have mm-hmm. just to go in there and work on it. You might go in there just to stay in shape, mm-hmm. do what you need to do, but <laughs> that extra mile sometimes
0: it just takes that it factor to keep going. Yeah, that's true. Um, so the controlling owner and president of basketball operations for the Lakers, Jeannie Buss, um, she came out with a comment and she said, so basically to paint a picture for you guys, A lot of these Kobe fans are hating LeBron because I feel like in their eyes, Kobe should be the next behind MJ to be considered who the GOAT is, and a lot of them hate LeBron as well, too, because they felt that LeBron, at that time when Kobe was at the top of his game, LeBron was coming, quote-unquote, for his throne, and I feel like a lot of Laker fans are very outraged with that. You even had, you know, LeBron had that whole mural with him, and someone like basically vandalized the whole thing, so... I don't know why you'd be mad in the first place, but she had a, she had a little quote and she said, they're not Laker fans if they're not happy about LeBron joining the, Lakers, joining the team. Um, how do you feel about all that? I mean, obviously Kobe's been gone for a while now, and I feel like if you're a true fan um, just of the Lakers, then you would appreciate what Kobe's done, and you should embrace what LeBron is about to do for you guys. Exactly what you
1: said. If you're, if you're a Lakers fan... You're happy that LeBron's there cuz you know and you've seen with what teams he's had what he can do with them. Mm-hmm. And in the state of the state of the team that you've been having, how he can transform and find the best out of all those players, you should be very excited for what he can bring. I think a lot of it comes from just Kobe fans and you know when you're in school even if you're like middle school, high school, how you had that Kobe LeBron debate and it can go on forever and it's just We don't take the time, like we were saying with Dwayne Wade at the end. Just Mm -hmm. appreciate what's going on. Who do you have? And even if you wanted to say the Kobe-LeBron debate, that's the only person that Kobe had a debate against. So he's on your team now. Mm -hmm. You should be more than happy. I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm not a Lakers fan, but when LeBron's somewhere, you always want to see what's going on. And for him to be in that type of market, it should be nothing but good business for L.A. For sure. Do you think the Lakers are a dark horse? Not at all. Even with LeBron there, uh, I see playoffs, which would be exciting for them. I see good games in the regular season. But I think it gets to a point where he can only do so much with what he has. And it's the first year as well. Uh, I could see most at most the second round pushing pushing the finals because it just depends on who he plays in that second round. And those teams are going to be ready. They know what they need to do you know at some point you're going to face LeBron, so they'll probably be prepared for that as well. It's just a lot going against LeBron, and that, at this stage in his career, it's kind of kind of hard.
0: How old is he now, 34? or he's turning 34. I or think. Is he, or is he turned 35? I think he's turning 34. Yeah,
1: Dang but man. even with that, that toll on his body, and I mean, my man pays a million dollars to make sure he's in the best shape of his life, so mm-hmm. even with that, it's still going to be... It's going to be a tough season for him. I think one of his most
0: challenging seasons that he's going to have. Yeah, because now, you know, he was in the East his whole life. And now he's going to the West. You only played the West teams twice. Now you're playing four times. So it's going to be real interesting. Um, but like you said, he's one of the best players to ever do it. So I feel like he's not... He's he never He's never the type to cheat the game. So I feel like whoever plays him in the playoffs, like you're going to have to beat him four times. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. I just got to see how... The pieces they sign mesh, um, so it's gonna be interesting. I really expect Lonzo to make a huge dip. I think he, I think he tore his meniscus or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know if he's. That's rough. You got Rondo there. You got Rondo there. So I think Ingram's gonna take another leap too. Cause I think he went. I think this year he averaged sixteen. The year before he averaged like nine, and his field goal percentage went up a little bit too. So he's, I expect yeah, he's him. Taking leaps and bounds. I, I then expect. Then with LeBron there, LeBron there, He's gonna make it easier for all of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. I hope Lonzo plays well. I hope Brandon Ingram plays well. I, I know Kuz will gonna get buckets, um, but it's gonna be interesting to see. And, uh, and 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 I just wonder how Rondo and and Lance and and Michael Beasley and Braun all just mesh together. And then how are they going to – how is Rondo going to act if he is a bench player now not being a starter? And how is he going to, you know, listen to Luke Walton when all them been busting his ass forever? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, a lot of it's going to
1: be a lot of egos getting pushed to the side. And with LeBron there, you kind of know what the goal is and you understand what he's doing and what he's trying to do for his career. And sometimes you just got to put the side seat get on the passenger side and just ride the LeBron train and know that hey what we're shooting for is championships so egos to the side in terms of maybe riding the bench maybe not getting the touches that you always got where you was at because you just
0: understand you're basically with the MJ of this time yeah I agree I definitely agree Um, so there was some crazy news today so the Raptors apparently hired um, an ex-Spurs assistant video coordinator. His name is Jeremy Castleberry um, as a player development coach for the Raptors. Um, so I think he played high school basketball with Kawhi Leonard, and he also um, played college ball with them as well too. And then um, he was on the Spurs um, system for the, from the video room as well too, apparently, um, according to some dude on Twitter or whatever. But um, a lot of people are just wondering if Kawhi is going to stay or not in Toronto. And given the track record, I think DeMar DeRozan was the only one that actually wanted to stay. Chris Bosch left. T-Mac left. Um, DeMar got booted out of there. Who else was there? Vince Carter left too. Um, do you think the Toronto Raptors have a legitimate shot to keep Kawhi Leonard. Do you think um, this was one of the reasons why they hired one of his boys is it just to keep him there, to make him feel comfortable? How do you feel about that? I think this
1: year will be a prove and tell. Uh, maybe if they do great, they go to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe go to the finals. It keeps him around maybe a year or two. But if overall the season is not where I guess, a standard where Kawhi's looking for. It doesn't matter who's there, if it's his boy or not. He might end up getting his boy out of there to go with him somewhere else again. (laughs) But I think this year is going to be like, I would say like an interview for Toronto. If they want to keep him and they brought him in as a player or as the uh, player development coach, you're just going to have to go out there and prove it on the floor, have good coaching, have the players around and the pieces to work. You need it to work right now to keep Kawhi.
0: Now, how far do you think, I know you said Eastern Conference Finals or Finals, but how, honestly, how how far do you think they can get, um, assuming that he's 100% healthy and assuming that he buys into it and assuming, you know, with this addition of Danny Green and that bench they have, how far do you think they can get? And then also, let's not let's keep in mind that they fired Dwayne Casey, like you pointed out earlier. Um, so you got a whole new coach, and then you have to get Kawhi acclimated into the system. How far do you think they can actually go this year?
1: With all that being said, I would say, with the on paper, like we say with everything, because we don't know anything yet, but mm-hmm. on paper, they have a chance, they have the shot with the pieces that they have to go to the finals. But when you start putting in the human factor, I would say they might have kinks going around the first, second round, which ultimately with the teams that you have in the East and everybody's so kind of the same – they can be bumped out in the first or second round just because the competition is all around the same. But with their head coach, I did hear they was uh he was down there coaching in the summer league, so there was no offseason for him. He went straight in, got to know the new guys. He's trying to get himself acclimated and get going and have, build that trust factor. So who knows? Hopefully that worked out, and hopefully they're ready to go because his time might be ticking
0: as well. Yeah. Definitely. So what are your expectations for Kawhi? Because a lot of people's biggest knock, even like Katie years ago when he won finals MVP, was saying like Kawhi is a system player. And I feel like if he wasn't on in San Antonio, he wouldn't be doing all these things. Do you think he's about to debunk that? Hopefully he can. Like with every player, you want to see them just
1: tell the naysayers wrong, prove everybody wrong, and just show what you can do. And that's basically play basketball. Even in the East, this is kind of, I would say, in a competition level-wise, it's going to be a little bit easier for him. Mm -hmm. He might be able to help out with the East and just bring what he got from Coach Popovich to Toronto, what he learned from the West, bring it over to Toronto. And, I mean, we don't know anything from Kawhi because Kawhi doesn't speak. (laughs) And that's, that's that's the big problem. If Kawhi spoke and said something, we can kind of try and dissect it. But we're hearing from team camp. We're hearing from coaches. We don't really know what's going on with Kawhi. So, from what we've seen, hopefully he's back. And if he's ready to go, I got faith that he's ready to do what he needs to do.
0: What are you guys' numbers looking like this year? Say, like, mm, hmm. yeah, let me
1: think. On that.
0: <laughs> I was about to throw something
1: now. I was like, wait a minute, let me. We need accuracy here. I'll say, like, 22,
0: 7, and like 3. You think, you think he's going to dip? Okay. So, when he was last year, obviously, he only played nine games. Um, and he only probably played like 18 minutes. He averaged 16 points. Yeah. And then the year before that, when he was the MVP candidate, number two in the race, he averaged, I think, damn near 26. Yeah. Um, so, you think he's going to dip point. down to 22?
1: You're getting acclimated with a team. You still have Kyle Lowry there. You got Danny Green. I mean, it's, it's tough. And then you're coming off an injury. Yeah. You're not going to be back at that level of finals MVP you gotta, where you gotta like, string to those games. Yeah, game so 22, yeah, I think, is solid. Yeah. It's not 26, but, I mean, if you're dropping 22 a game, you're giving your team a chance as well.
0: Mm, interesting, interesting. Last thing I want to talk about, um, this year, I guess a lot of NBA players like Kevin Love and Derwanda Rosen opened up publicly to raise awareness on mental health. Um, so, basically, what they're saying is, you know, even though, you know, we're rich um, and – you know we have all this money. You know we live this life. You know blah blah blah. Mental health is a serious issue, um, and I think it is a serious issue. I think that you know, you know, no matter how much money you have in this world or whatever, um, mental health is a serious thing. I just feel like, you know, just because you're an NBA player or a sports athlete in general, and you know, you're you're you know, you have this perception of being tough. There's always problems that go on, whether it be with your family, whether it be with what you're personally dealing with, or just whatever's going on. Um, how do you feel about mental health? Because um, a lot of people have been arguing, well, just try being broken, to have, you know, mental health problems or whatnot. How do you feel about all that?
1: I think that coin flips both ways. When mm-hmm. people say they want to be broken, depression. depression,
0: yeah.
1: think about having the spotlight on you 24-7 even with tons of money you you can't spend it a certain way because now you have a media portraying you as such certain things mm-hmm. so i think mental health is huge uh you got to remember these people are human we treat celebrities like they're superhumans and whatever they do they can just overcome because that's basically what they what we give them the image to do their whole life to get to where they're at but yeah. we just at the end of the day we're all the same we're all humans we're going through our own things and you got to take care of yourself first and I think that goes back with everything we've been saying today with the White Howard and everything else. Just go back to improving yourself as a person mm-hmm. and knowing that there's always something that we can improve on. Or even if you're hurt, go talk to somebody because at the end of the day, we have people to talk to. Even if you're at that statute level, there's you don't want to be alone at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, for sure. And there's been another thing too. Apparently, um, <clears throat> the NBA union is insisting that Mental health treatment should be confidential, which I think it should be. Um, but I guess some of the owners, um, since they feel like they pay the, the players so much, they want access to all their files um, and whatnot. Do you think that's an invasion of privacy?
1: Yeah. I think like that doctor confidentiality, mm-hmm. I think that plays the same role here. As much money, it, it doesn't matter because they can be saying something that has nothing to do with the business that they're giving you or that the workers work that they're giving you mm-hmm. it can be something that's just going on in their life and they need somebody to talk to about it yeah, so for yeah, you to just yeah, get that information yeah, and then you might spill it to somebody and then yeah, it becomes yeah. in the media that's just so much that could happen i think that confidentiality between that
0: person that they're giving the information to should just remain the same for sure, for sure man. Well, that's all the topics I have for today. Um it was, you know, a pleasure having you on this episode. I think it was a really, really good episode and um yeah, you know your stuff, man. It was good going back and forth, man. So, appreciate you um being on the show. You got any last uh, words or anything you want to share? Thinking of something.
1: <laughs> I would say stay blessed. Continue to do what you want to do. Um you have one life. There's a lot of things that you can do if you just look around the world. People are doing what they want to do. You don't have to get stuck in a, a rut nine to five. Continue to pursue your dreams and passions, and one day it will work out for you. It might not be tomorrow. might not be next month, but if you continue to grind, that one day will come, and
0: it will be everything you ever wished for. Yes. I agree with all that. Do your due diligence. You know, Put that time, energy, and effort in. Stay consistent. Follow your passion. And it's okay to seek out help. A lot. I feel like a lot of people always want to try to tackle things and do things for themselves. And a lot of people are very stubborn and have too much pride and have egos. But you can't do anything by yourself. They, your parents always been saying, "What is what is that saying? It takes a village to raise a kid." Yep you need help to progress in life and never, you know, never BS, never pass upon an opportunity. Whenever opportunity gets handed to you, even if it's something small, it's still somewhat of exposure, still somewhat of a teaching experience. So definitely never take things with a grain of salt and just try to do your best. Um, and sometimes not even, you know, what you know is who, you know, so connections are key as well too. Um, but that's my last thing I want to say. And and, what, and what's your uh, social media on Instagram and whatnot so people can follow you? Yeah, Instagram is underscore A
1: Holiday. Holiday is H-O-L-L-I-D-A-Y. If you want to get me on Twitter, it's
0: A underscore Holiday 21. Okay, when when can we expect another uh, video to come out? Soon, man. I got some <laughs> stuff in the works
1: that's I haven't even put out, but we got some stuff that's coming just stay tuned. We got something coming real soon.
0: All right, man. If you need any funny concepts, I'm a pretty funny dude too. And a lot of people don't know that. I'll hit you up for sure. For sure I need for ideas. Sure, for sure. Let me know. Let me know. i will be having hella skits in my head. But um, yeah, man. Um, thanks for being on episode, uh, episode 37. You know, I hope to have you on soon. My plan is to go to video, probably by the start of NBA season, I'm just trying to get a lot of things figured out. As you can see over there, I got some paintings up there I wanna put up on the black backdrop. So uh we definitely gonna see and I think it's gonna be real wavy so I'm definitely gonna have you up here again. Let me me know man. You got stuff in the works I want to be a part. For sure, for sure. uh so ladies and gentlemen thanks for listening to episode thirty seven of the Caesars Show. Follow me on all forms of social media at Sir Caesars. That's S-I-R-S-E-Z-E-Z-U-S. I'm available on iTunes Podcast Connect and SoundCloud. It's called the Caesars Show. It's very dope. You know, it's bringing the light to, you know, your everyday fan of the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's dope. I have a pretty good perspective, and I have some cool guests up here. So, you know, leave a stellar comment, you know, subscribe, and, you know, rate. Do what you got to do and spread the love. We out.